0: by the OFS collective
1: okay, uh, hi, ladies. <laughs> hi ladies again happy woman's mind i like your smile zizi and <laughs> yeah anyways um peter said quite a lot already and he has laid down the ground rules And I think, like, based on everyone's introduction, everyone is already so warm, so I don't really have to do any icebreakers or tell you guys quite a number of things. But um, one thing that we just need to understand is that um, any single thing that you feel you need to say, please do not be afraid to say it. So you can use anything from facts, opinions, experiences, or literally what you've seen happening around you to substantiate the answers that we are going to be asking. And one last thing that I really need for you guys to understand this is not an interview approach. You really, 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 really don't have to wait for me to personally pick on you to answer certain questions. So if you see that I'm asking a question that you can relate to, feel free to raise your hand and also add on to what other people have said already. So please don't be afraid, please share your stories, please share experiences, and as honestly as possible. So I think uh, we can get started. If everyone is okay. Um, Peter, I really don't know about this thing of raising hands because I see four people on my screen and I have to swipe. But, anyways, we'll just figure it out as we go. And I hope everyone as well one more time. Happy Women's Month. So I'm going to ask quite a number of questions. I just want to give you guys the areas of focus so that you can actually just channel your mind into um, the kind of things that we'll be discussing today. So you can even just think about your experiences while we still walk through this whole thing. So these are areas of focus for today. We have self-reflecting on what it means to be a woman. Personally, both personally and through the lens of society. Um, We're also going to be discussing life under lockdown as a black woman, considering the fact that we are black women and we understand that we don't have the same struggles as women of other colors. Um, We also will be discussing black women and mental health. Um, Being a woman in your family, in your community, um, the cultural norms that um, literally just carve what it means to be a Black woman, the pressures that are placed on women in our respective communities, careers in everything that has to do with the corporate space and what it means to be a woman in the corporate world, representation, the barriers and challenges of ascending in those spaces that we exist in. And then um, we're also going to be discussing the certain industries that we find ourselves um, difficult to exist in within society, as well as our finances. And then finally, the future of Black women through the lens of us as women. So starting off, I would like to, I'm going to pick on a certain people just to get this off the ground. But like I said, if you want to add on to something that somebody has said, feel free to do so. That is really perfect. So I would like for um, three ladies to actually just volunteer for me, to give me insight on what it means to be a woman. But the trick here is, I want you to tell me what it means to be a woman outside of societal expectations. I'm picking on Zizipo. Let's go.
2: <laughs> Oof.
3: Putting me on the spot thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's when you true. say outside of societal expectations, I always think, Guti, it is now doing the unusual or being now a rebel. You know, we always have these societal expectations we get from like, not only well, from my experience, this old woman who always tell me things like, oh my gosh, you are working now, you fresh out of varsity. So now you need to get a man, you need to settle down, get married and stuff. So and my response is like no. So it is always just going for me, it's going your own way choosing to not hey, conform guys hey, for mm. me it's just not conform to the expectations I'm really tired of hearing of see, hearing that you must get married now or things like that you need to find a man it's like as if it's a, a man is now a completion to my life like mm. you studied now you got a job now to just carry on top now it's a completion you need a man whilst it's just it's not the case, so it's just for me. It's just doing doing your own thing, choosing your own path, and not really conforming to what is said, like you know what is expected of you and stuff like that. Oh, that is
1: brilliant! Thank you so much, sweetheart. And I see that Umobi has raised her hand. Please come through, Queen. Um, hi guys. I just thought that I'd just jump
4: in because Uzoechi just covered something that I I, I am a hundred percent agree with. I honestly feel that um there is no one way to describe what it is being a woman because I think as a society as we're experiencing different things in different industries different communities it's it's con it's a constantly changing um thing Mm. so I I I I honestly feel like being being a woman is not the same now it won't be the same for me today where I am as it will be for me tomorrow and like on Monday in a different meeting or around different people so you choose what type of woman you want to be depending on where you are in life what context you're in and stuff like that so I honestly agree with I honestly agree with what was said we are constantly redefining our womanhood um depending Mm. depending on where we are and what we're doing because what we're finding is that we're, we're in such a tricky space in society where um, our, our mothers and our grandmothers had their own definition or their own thoughts of what womanhood was. So we are now the game-changers. So because we're changing the game, we're changing the, the, the playing field, there is no one way to define our role. We we constantly have to adapt ourselves. We constantly have to try to occupy space in different ways and in different intensities, um, depending on the type of people or spaces that we find ourselves in. And so I so yeah, I I think it's a forever changing um, context depending on where you are in life and depending on your lens
1: as well. So yeah, thank you so much, Novila. That makes a like crazy sense, and I think Lerato would also like to add on to what you said because I think she has the floor. Lerato, sure. Um, I, I think I think for me, um, it's, it's amazing to be in an environment where there's just young women. I'm not sure, but it seems as though if I had to average everyone's group, uh, we're talking between twenty four and twenty eight, um, and I think probably I'm above that. I am um, in my thirties. Um, and, and just listening to, the um, the woman that I have spoken, you know, uh, thinking back when I was in my twenties, you know, I wanted to settle down so badly because I thought now that I've studied and now that I have a car and, you know, i now my parents are ready to send me off and get married, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and one of the things that I said to myself that, you know, I don't want to settle down. If I am still driving the certain car, you know, or I don't want to have kids and come you know, so that's how I measured my life, you know. Um, and then as time progressed, and I got I got into corporate, uh, I climbed the ladder, and I was very clear and specific to say, all right, if I'm not going to make it in the entrepreneurship world, let me rather guide for executive position when I get to corporate. And I really worked hard, and the harder you work, guys, some of the things they they lack you know, um, and you end up not really focusing much on relationships because you're constantly working on weekends. You're trying to do your research and always being step ahead. And let's not forget being a black woman in corporate, it's also a jungle on its own, you know? So, Mm -hmm. and, and, and I found myself having to try to juggle life family um and and also the boyfriend and corporate you know and 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 it's a it's a huge challenge for for a lot of us um but i think if you know what you want out of life you know um and if you also you know form yourself a good circle of people that are going to be supportive and yes I still go to family gatherings. Ooh, you are working so hard. Oh, you are driving this nice car. Where is the child? You can afford a child. You know what I'm saying? And... <laughs> For me, then it also gets to a point of, yes, I can do all of those things, but I also want the right person to do it with, you know? Um, so so all I'm gonna say to you young ladies is that, you know what, enjoy it while you still can, work hard as much as you can. So 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 all I wanna say is that you know, what, go out there, do what you need to do, uh, incorporate, make sure that, you know, you leave a mark. Um you make sure that, you know what, you create a space for you where no one can fill. And when you look back and everybody around you says, you know what, that girl came in and she did what she needed to do, you know? Um, so, so so, I think, you know what, uh, if you have the time to do it all, do it all, but then always put yourself first. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, I love how you are literally just like flowing into the next question that I was initially going to ask, which is like, if you could meet yourself ten years ago, what would you tell yourself? And you literally just put that out for us in such a beautiful context. And I think I saw Nobutle's hand there. So as she flows into what you were what you were saying, I would like for her to also tap into that space of who she could have been 10 years ago and what she would have loved to say to herself 10 years ago because I loved your realisation of these kind of things and I think these are the things that we also needed to hear. So, Nobusha, would you like to do that for us, please?
5: Um, Hi, everybody again. <laughs> hey. um, I'm, I'm just, I'm loving um, where you guys are going and it just made me um remember something that I was having a conversation about that... um You can't really define for everybody what being a woman is or what being a human being is. Um, Because I think we're all guided by um, our destinies, our purposes, and what our souls burn for. Um, So everybody, when you know who you are and where you're going, I think it defines what being a woman is for you in that context.
4: Um,
5: And (laughs) we, I think I heard somebody, we talk about, Hot you so much, and we talk about the expectations for us um, to get married. And, and it's so difficult. Um, not, let me not say difficult, but I'm, I'm just gonna say it's it's a bit more complex for women who are doing something with their lives to get married because you've come to certain realizations. Um and it's not really the first thing that comes into mind. You do want to get married, but it's not the end goal. Um for like we've got so many things that we push for. But what I'm driving at is that um, woman. I think being a woman is defined by where you're going and who you are um, and what it is that you want to achieve. There is no specific definition that this is what a woman is. Um, So purpose drives um, whatever direction you're going to. And what I wanted to say was um, we're so different from the generations that came before us. Um, because of the opportunities that have been laid for us, because of the more exposure to the world that we have. However, I just want to say this. Um, it's so important that you, you remember to take wisdom and also let go of the things that um, push you to become confined in spaces that are not meant for you. And what I mean by this is, we we do acknowledge that there certain things that um the women before us should have not conformed to um but because we're trying to break those barriers we also fight against the wisdom that comes with it um it's not nonsense that it's not always nonsense that our grandparents and our mothers tell us our grandmothers um yes we we don't we don't conform to being told that um you understand what I'm saying? So you, it's, it's not conforming to things where you need to stay in abuse to keep a marriage together. Um, but you do confirm to the fact that as a woman, you need to work hard and you need to be courageous, and that's things that you learn. So not everything that we learn from the previous generation is garbage. Um, but so as, as women, I think as you're paving your path, you need to seek for the wisdom to know what, what to hold on to and what to change as a generation that has the platform to do so. Um and coming into your question of of me 10 years ago, I, I always say this. Um <laughs> I've, I've I've personally personally there's there's been a lot of growing there's lot there's been a lot of mistakes that have been made but there's nothing I would change um because it's it's basically brought me to where and it's made me the wiser that I am, and it's made me appreciate um, certain experiences. So we we are who we are because of the experiences that we made. Yes, they were painful, but I think it's always better to realize and learn. I honestly think that a lot of us we take time to grow from our mistakes because we we go into an in, into a denial period um, where you, you don't really learn um, from your experiences but you just want to numb yourself from the experience and move on to the next one um so my advice would be whatever it is that happens to you don't numb it embrace it um so that Mm -hmm. you can grow and i trust me you won't regret any moment of your life because it always leads to a greater glory somewhere somehow i think yeah, that's my two cents
1: I loved every single part of it. And I just feel like you literally just took everything together and put it together. Thank you so much, Nobushle. And Bali has had her hand up for quite some time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'd love to hear what you have to say, Queen. Come through.
6: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually want to go back to um, what Zizi saying because I resonated with what she said so much. In the sense that for the fact that 10 years ago, I was... 18, and I had all these plans, and I had almost like my life planned out, like, okay, I'll I'll study, and then I'll do this, and then I'll be working, and then I'll have my own place to stay, and I'll be married, and I had this big master plan that I thought, okay, this is how my life is going to be, and it's how it's, how it's going to pan out if I just show up, and I do what I have to do, and boy, did life... <laughs> slap me across the face and say, girl, it's not really about that. You know, it's about just taking it step by step, doing, showing up as you need to. Well, I'm, I'm very religious. I'm a Christian. So Involving God in every step that I take and knowing that and do it for myself, like and I think more than anything for me, that's what being a woman in 2020 is. It's just knowing that you need to actually wake up and go for it yourself, whatever it is that you want, whatever it is that you intend to do with your life, you need to wake up and go for it. And you must know that it might not happen in the way that you thought but that's just a stumbling block. It's just a learning curve. It's it's just motivation for you to keep going and to keep trying and to try other ways. And as a woman, I mean, a lot has changed, but at the same time, so much has not changed. And I realized that the expectations and the plans that I was making when I was 18, which was 10 years ago, was also based on what society was dictating to me about what it is to be a woman and what you should do as a woman and what you should have and you should get married. And you know what I mean? And now as I've grown up, I've realized that, okay, if I do get married, I do get married. If I don't, then I don't. It's not the end all and be all, you know what I mean? And it's just about that. It's, it's about being the woman that you are and feeling comfortable with that and being relentless about pursuing what, what makes you happy and what fulfills you and society will catch you on the way. But it, I think more than anything right now, the, for me, this year has been a big year. Women are starting things. They're having their own businesses. They're starting their own channels, on podcasts, own everything. And women are supporting women. And I I see that it's because we know that Uraf, basically, Archer. So we literally have each other. And and for me, that's what being a woman is about. And womanhood in 2020 is just, for me, waking up and doing it for yourself every single day. Thank you so much, Mbali. I
1: am so, like, in love with these these things that you have literally come up with and you just literally reminded me of a time in my life where I once upon a time thought I would be married at 23 and life did happen right now. I'm not even looking in that direction. I'm just like, you know what? Let's just leave that for that. Let me just establish my prayer life and get my life together. Lebo has just joined us. And before I go to the ones who raised their hands, I think she should just come through and say hi, Lebo Thank,
2: Thank you. you. <laughs> Hey, welcome. Thank you. I'm um, sorry, man, I joined a bit late, but uh, I don't know. I'm just struggling with network right now. Can you guys hear me properly though? Yes. Yes, oh. we can. Because when I put on the camera, it's just battling. But anyway, uh, hi, everyone. Um, I'm Nibhang. Um Lovely to meet all ladies here. I was scrolling and I saw several names and stuff and everything. So, yeah. Um uh, happy to join.
1: Uh-huh. While you added it, since you just joined us, um, Shireen, I saw your hand was up, you will continue now. And please, while you added, find a flow with what Lebohang is about to answer. Um, when we were watching Miss South Africa, when zosibini Tunzi won, she said that, um, answering her question that South African women have literally nothing to smile about. But I just want to um, understand from those who feel that they literally still have something to smile about, what is it that you celebrate most about being a black woman, Lebohang, what would you say you celebrate the most about being a black woman in this kind of society that literally puts us at the bottom of the hierarchy?
2: I got it definitely. Yeah, being a black woman is a is a powerhouse in a way because I feel like black women never give up. They never allow things to change them, things to demean them. I mean, even when it comes to office politics and all of that, and politics of whether a woman should always be in the house, um, cooking and serving, and that is what a woman is. But Black women lately, right now, in the society we're living in, are taking their power back. They're living and taking their power back. And I just love that because we love our skin, we love our bodies, we love what we want to do. We are supporting each other lately. It's no more about the battles of each other. And I think the fact that we are powerhouses is what I love the most about Black women.
1: Thank you so much, Levo And I'm going to pick on Shireen as well to continue with this answer and also bring back the point that she initially wanted to make. So, Shireen, what is it that you... Would say stands out for you about being a black woman. What are you celebrating the most about, specifically being a black woman?
7: Yo, <laughs> yeah. Okay, your question. <laughs> the answer is not on the tip of my tongue, but I will definitely agree with Lebohang in terms of how courageous we are as black women the fact that we know that most things don't come easy for black women it gives us a drive to to get what we want not to give up and in the process we are encouraging the younger ones, the people that come after us and it becomes uh, instead of it's becoming a, a thing of, when they look at us, it's not a matter of, oh, they're doing what they can do to to achieve whatever they want to achieve, but it's a sense of, this is how it's done. Like, the the encouragement is a matter, it, it, it rubs off as, this is, being a black woman, this is what you have to do, you have to, you know? So that is what I, like being a Black woman, that's the sense I get when I look at myself, No, you know? So um, I wanted to also add on to what Mbali N said, ne? about unlearning what society has planned out for us as women. Like, we should always remember that, okay, there are some women who never want to get married, who never want to have children, and that does not make them less of, a woman because they don't want to get married or have children or have a family, you know? And I feel being a woman in general at in 2020 is a matter of unlearning what society has planned out for women. So if you can't cook well, that doesn't make you less of a woman. You are a woman regardless. If you are not domestic, you are, a woman regardless. So that's the point I wanted to.
1: Thank you so much. That is actually a very, very valid point. Um, we are literally living in an era where we are trying so hard and by all means, as women to redefine ourselves and literally first belong to ourselves before belonging to anyone else. Um, I see that Mobile um, and Mbali have raised their hands. So, I'm going to allow them a chance to speak and then next time I'm going to pick on the ones who have been silent because I did say that if you do not speak, I will come for you. So yes, um, we're gonna start with byley
6: and celebrate as black woman is our resilience. I know a lot of the time right now another thing we're trying to unlearn or what in so on social media they're busy saying or. Team Begezela, they're saying we need to unlearn that. But I get what they're saying because it can get dangerous. It can get very toxic. But I think we're very, very resilient people, guys. Like I think being born as a woman is a struggle on its own. Being born as a Black woman, being born as a woman in South Africa with femicide, with everything, societal expectations, it's just difficult. But as Black women, we still show up. We still rise above it. We still hold it down. We're there for our families. We're there for our partners and the men and our kids. And we still also make time for ourselves and to, to look good. So for me, it's just our, our resilience and our fortitude and our ability to just keep rising, keep rising. As hard as it gets and as rough as the world is to us, But as black women, I think we can celebrate our resilience and our ability to just rise up and keep on rising.
1: I second that, I truly second that. And I'm going to give Umobile a chance to come through.
4: Uh, thank you so much for that. Like Umby I mean, literally just stole the words out of my mouth. <laughs> um, but I, I basically also just wanted to highlight how being black is hard enough, um, being woman is hard enough. So being a black woman, it's 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 really really it, it's fighting it, it's fighting an even harder battle. I remember I once did a study, I think a couple of years ago. I don't know how relevant the information is right now, but I just thought that I should share. It was about um, feminization in the workspace. And it basically highlighted how women are still being paid less than males. Um in, in, in like your top um industries, like the, the lawyers, I, I think there's there's quite a lot of people in law um that will confirm, or either deny this for me. It was a couple of years ago, but it just highlighted how even in in, in in the medical field, men still receive more priority than women. And even in terms of pay, like there's quite a huge pay difference. And then on top of all of that, black women also receive quite a significantly lower income compared to women of, of other ethnicities. So it's just one of those things that it's, it's so beautiful to see that regardless of all of those struggles, regardless of everything being against us um, we are still trying to push, we are still pushing to redefine the norm we are still pushing to, to, to tell people that hey we will define what who we want to be and we will tell you guys what we want to be, regardless of of everything else being against us. It's hard being a black woman. It is hard. It's almost like one of those things where it's it's, it's, just, it's such a hard daily reality that the only time that you get a break from being a black woman is when you're sleeping because everything um, in the grocery store, at work, at family gatherings, everything just shouts and screams how inadequate you are, how much better you should be doing, how your choices should be different. So it's really, really hard being a black woman, but it's beautiful to see um, platforms like this that celebrate the fact that regardless of every Thing that we're going through and regardless of what of what everyone and everything else is challenging us with and is telling us what to do and what to be with our lives we are still rising above um, I don't think I've ever seen anything or anyone that is more strong or that is more resilient as a black woman so so yeah like big ups big ups to you queens thank you
1: thank you so much mobila you have making you are actually making really really valid points because like at some point um we were discussing the gender pay gap you know and so many people were literally unaware of the fact that women do the same job do the same tasks and actually do get less money and i mean like obviously the case will be like that considering the fact that this this world is really patriarchal i mean you get into a workplace and the workplace is governed by masses of men so obviously those are the kind of things that we should look into. I was actually listening to Michelle Obama yesterday. She said that um, we are having radical conversations at home, but then we are not applying them in the workplace. So we sit with fathers sometimes who praise their kids and tell them that they are going to be such powerful women, but then once they get into the workplace, they don't make amends to bring in women into the workplace. So it literally becomes a redundant thing. What are we doing if we just like having these conversations around the table, the dinner table, and praising these kids. But then once we get into those workplaces, we don't actually play the part of filtering out those spaces so that the women can come through. After Shireen, I will be asking, won't I be saying these ones who have been quiet, we will be tapping into the COVID pandemic um, through the lens of women. So Shireen, I see that you raised your hand. Please come through for me, Queen.
7: Um, You guys were so articulate, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. (laughs) No, you can continue, you can continue. I lost my train of thought.
1: Naledi also raised her hand. Um, I'm just going to give Naledi a chance, and then we're going to be speaking about COVID-19 through the lens of us as Black women. Naledi, what's up?
0: All right. um, I just wanted to put on what Naledi just said. Now, I'm going to come through um, on the let's say the workspace, the, the legal side, she mentioned that um, perhaps us in the law field can um, you know confirm what she had said. Now, as a young female, and I say young, although I've just turned 30, so <laughs> I don't know if young still applies, but um, a young female who owns her law, own law firm, I cannot count how many times someone has asked me when I'm going to go do a bail at a police station. That I mean, aren't you scared? I'm thinking, but why should I be? You know, no one asks a man, "Are you scared?" I I, I don't understand um, if it's just because someone's in custody, they suddenly become murderous and rapey just because I'm a female. If they if they were gonna kill me, they would kill a man as well. Um, I've had police officers asking me, um, you know, they'll look at my business card or I'll, um, they'll look at my law society card and they look at the firm and they say, "Oh, are you working for your father?" I mean, it's just so normal for them and. It, does not make sense that if a young female black woman could have started her own law firm for them, it's just you are working and they'll never say, Are you working for your mother? No, it'll be are you working for your father or is this your husband's firm? Um everything will go back to being something about males. And it's a struggle that I go through every day. I will walk into a courtroom and I will find that I am literally the only female in the court personnel, and that includes the clerks, the interpreters, the magistrate, the prosecutor, all the other attorneys sitting there. I look around and I find I'm the only female. Sometimes there is another female, but I'm the only black female. And, you know, we talk about how there's transformation in the law, there's transformation in the workspace generally. I will tell you there isn't. Um, We females, black females in particular, are still at the bottom. I have clients asking me, On simple cases that I've done plenty of times, a small corruption charge, they'll say, are you sure you can handle this? And I mean, I'll ask my client, would you ask a man that question, are you sure you can handle this? Because you're asking me that because I am a female. So for me, being a female um, and the struggles that us Black females go through, I think as much as we want to, um, you know, acknowledge the power and the change and how we are not willing to stand for what our... Parents, our mothers, our grandmothers stood for, we still have a long way to go. Because as much as we females are starting to respect each other, and I mean, we're so far, because I sometimes get most of my disrespect from females, black females, before I get it from males, we still have a very long way to go. Um, and I think this is just the beginning of the fight.
1: Thank you so much, Madali. You literally just like pulled out so many, so many, so many, so many issues. And I once read a quote from um, Farai. She's a feminist. And then she said to be a black woman in the workplace is literally to be resilient because honestly, every minor thing will be challenged because I know personally from um, the entertainment industry, it is hell. Every single thing is hell. Like, I don't know how many times you constantly have to prove your worth. And I mean, like if you're coming from an institution where you graduated and you literally have a transcript that literally shows your abilities or capabilities. And even after training, you literally come back to a place where you're constantly being undermined. And that in turn makes your work very difficult because you're not only focusing on your work, you're also focusing on these I won't say animals, but these people hounding you all these people kind of like making your life very uncomfortable, hence making you unproductive. I stole two hands from two different ladies and that is Ntabi Singh. So I want Ntabi Singh to come through because she hasn't been speaking for quite some time. So I really would love to hear what you have to say. Ntabi Singh, please come through, honey.
8: Hi ladies again. Um, you know, Shereen just touched on a very difficult subject that we do not even want to discuss. And being a black woman in South Africa and still people we still have a long way to go. I truly agree with what she just said right now. And then there was a lady who spoke about Hotwara Tiba Kabohali. And now ladies are kabahaling, it I'll say a If we twerakabahaling, it I'll say. So I do not do that. And, you know, in, in my field, it's very difficult to be a young black woman um, who cattle breeds. People would ask you, what do you know about that? So I think, again, it's that the way we are so very powerful, we even threaten the other gender. I threaten to a point whereby people would ask you, okay, why? What do you know about kettles? You are young to know about kettles. Uh, women are not supposed to be in a kraal, and so thought It's things that men tell us that we thought we are not able to do. But now that they realize that we are doing things that they told us we, we will never do them, it's it's a threat. However, ladies, womanza, I I'm so excited to be part of this group. I I don't want to lie. I'm so excited to all to hear all what you ladies are saying and keep on doing it. We have a long way to go, but we'll get where we want to go. Thank you. Exactly, exactly. Thank you so
1: much. Thank you so much, Annie. And I'm just going to continue to, um, but before we move on to the um, COVID pandemic, I see that you also raised your hand. Slow progress yes. is still progress.
6: Yes. Um, I wanted to add that, You know, there's a lot of things that um, are being done in corporate or even uh, in terms of business and registration of businesses where they want to empower women and they say, yeah, we're specifically looking for a black woman. Um, Also, you know what I mean? You get certain points for having a female, black owned company and so forth. And there are even companies and in firms where they promote a black female. But the sad thing is they'll do that, but they will disempower you in the sense that you still don't have a say. You you just have the title, they've given you this position, but they literally suffocate you because they've put you there to benefit themselves. They, they don't really care about your say, they don't care about your view, they just want to tick the box and say, yes, we do empower, we have a black female director at this firm. And it's really sad that in 2020, something like that is still happening. Um, And also you find that um, even in business, because I do have a legal consultancy and I do have a friend who also has a law firm and other women in business as well. So I think it was Naledi who also spoke about this, that men and male clients will literally say things to you that they would never even dream of saying to women. So you'll be at a meeting with someone and all of a sudden it's become personal. All of a sudden it's become, are you married? And um, can't I take you out for lunch? And it's, like it becomes inappropriate you add a consultation and it's formal it's business but now it's turning to be flirtatious this person is now texting you after hours or trying to meet you for dinner instead of a breakfast meeting so it's just it's very very hard to also be in business and try and um climb and succeed in business when males or men don't take you seriously like, they they don't look at you with the same eyes that they do a man. The, the things that they say to women in consultations or business meetings are things that they would never even imagine to say to a man. Like, why, why would you care whether your male attorney is married or he has kids or what he likes to drink or can I meet you for? So it, it's just things like that where even though you're really trying and you are doing your part, and like I said earlier, moving up in the corporate ladder, but men just have a way of sexualizing women, and I think that women who allow that and women who entertain men who do that are the ones that actually take everyone back, because if you stand up against it or if you refuse to sleep with somebody in order to get a promotion. Or if you tell that client of yours that, okay, this is a strictly business meeting, this is inappropriate, I don't like this line of talk, then they will think that it's okay and they'll do it with the next woman and they'll do it with the next person that they hire and the next person who wants a promotion. So I think as well as women, we also have responsibility for each other and for women who are also coming up in corporate and in business to kind of tell men where to get off, basically.
1: I hear you. I hear you clearly. You literally like highlighted what we the discussions that we usually have with um gender activism. It's like some days we work all together, especially progressive women like the ones who are currently in this meeting. And I mean, like Mobila has been making valid points as well, and I can tell that she's very progressive as well. So there's a lot of like radical women who come together and we're very passionate about us moving forward. Because I mean, like sometimes slow progress is so frustrating, and we feel that um. There's just like certain things that we move past, like getting into the working space and refusing dinner and getting to that point where you're like, I'm the moment you stick through that door, you're like, I'm not going to compromise myself. And then you have done that. And then just one one person comes through and then they literally just tear down everything that you have worked hard for and for you to even get to a point where you say that when I go through the store I'm not going to compromise myself despite all of these societal factors despite all of this that is happening around you I'm not going to do this which is similar to um certain points wherever there's like crime against women and then there's 10 women going on about how this case is wrong or this rape case is wrong and then you get one woman who comes through and says what was this girl wearing?" That takes down everything that we've worked hard for. So I really do understand where you're coming from, and also why are you asking me why I'm married if I'm married? Oh, I do not come here for this. Um, before I even go deep, I would love to um, for us to welcome Jacob Singh She just joined us. And here's the drill: those who are late, we welcome them, and then we any questions immediately. So welcome, Jacob Singh. Um, please come through and say hi to us, and welcome.
9: Uh, Ladies, um, sorry for for being late. Um, Yeah, the little that I've heard, seems like we're having a good discussion. Um, But yeah, it's good to be here, and sorry for being late.
1: It's okay. Um, I hope you've been
9: well, and happy Women's
1: Month. So just to get you warmed up, how's life as a woman in this? Pandemic. Because right now there's a lot happening in the country as a whole. Um, I know that um, some of us, uh, jobs are compromised. Some people are great um, in this period and some people are really not great at all. So I really just want to know how you are, how you've been, how has this pandemic impacted your life? Thank
9: um, I wouldn't say it has negatively impacted me, uh, but it hasn't been great as well. Um, so being away from family, friends, um, and just being alone in, in an empty flat is it's not the greatest. Um, as a social person, you know, you want like family around, friends around um, on those uh, lonely days. Other than that um, fact, I don't think it's been too bad. Um, not, not not have lost a job um being grateful and thankful for that um yeah and it hasn't negatively impacted um a lot of people around me just for the fact that it's now becomes maybe 100 times harder um for progress to be done either in finding a job either in doing business and in all those things so around people around me i would say it's been harder um, also for, for myself in, in some aspect, in business aspect in a way, because I too have um, an NGO that I started. So we essentially host um, financial literacy workshops in rural um, communities. So that hasn't been able to happen. Um, and all the plans that we had for the year have actually gone down a drain because we, you know, we have to engage with people and you can't necessarily do that over the internet really trying to assist people who don't have access to such facilities so in that aspect personally it hasn't been that that bad but in that aspect it has been i would say negative so yeah thank you so much thank you so much
1: Lerato. i'm so sorry about that Um, before i continue i see that um, lerato has had Her hand, please come through. I feel like you're brewing with something. Please come through. (laughs) No, um, I think I just wanted to add um, to what Mbali said. You know, uh, there's a lady who is my uh, mentor. Her name is Amanda Dambuza. I think some of you all know her. She also wrote a book called uh, Baked in Pain. Um, And and, and she said to me, I remember we met for breakfast um, and she was like, you know if there's anything that I don't do, I don't meet anyone after six o'clock for a meeting i'm a mother, I'm a wife. If you need to meet me, meet me during my business times you know and I took that and I ran with it because I thought to myself, as soon as we start having the dinners at eight o'clock and then the next thing is going to be 11 o'clock. And then the next thing it's like, no, you can come to my place. And then, you know what, do you think you're still going to get business out of that person? You know? So, so I think it's very important that, you know what, yes, you're starting a business. uh, We're naive, we're excited. And, and the funny thing is that in as much as, you enter in this world, you find that there's actually a lot of males around you instead of females, you know? And you wonder like that, here I am and I'm thinking that the best people to support me or actually to hold me up would be females but you still have males around you and and yes um you're going to find those great males who are there to build you and actually want to take you to the next level and you are going to get those that are just going to be there just wait for and then you know what for them it's an opportunity to come in you know so I think we should also just be careful of that. And I remember when I started, I said to myself, I will never go into tendering business because, you know, when I got introduced to it, there was just a lot of things, in j First of all, yes, you need to part with money, and but also at the same time, you have these dinners so that you can entertain these people. And you're like, but when are we going to sign the deal, guys? You know, because <laughs> I'm all about the guap, you know? So... And, and 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 it's just so sad. So I think I think sometimes it's it's good to also go through it because then you can proudly turn around and say, you know what, it's not for me, it is for me, and this is the kind of business that I want for myself because you also want to build a team, you know, a team that's also going to believe in you. And you know what, when, when times are tough, that very same team will be there to support you, you know. So I just wanted to just add to, to what Mbali was saying. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lerato. Like, honestly, all you've said really does make sense because once you compromise yourself from the beginning, you're always going to compromise yourself all the way to the end. And once you compromise yourself, you really just cannot um, expect people to come through for you in a way that is of great value. And I saw that, and Tabi Singh also has had her hand up for quite some time. I also think she has something brewing inside of her. You can come through. I, Hi, uh,
8: ladies again. Um, I just want to add on what uh, Mbali Ann has said before. You know, um, when I started, I said I studied behavioral sciences, I did medical sociology, honors, and masters. And the reason I stopped sending my CVs and going to interviews is exactly what you just said. When you get there, this man would ask you if you're single if you married, if, if you married, if you have kids, and so forth. That's the reason I stopped sending my CV. And I've never been in corporate. I stayed at home five years. It's five years now. I've never experienced what I've studied before. And then with cattle breeding, it was a passion from home. And I'm glad that that passion, I made it to be a business right now and then with regards to COVID-19 sorry guys I need to leave you after this with regards to COVID-19 it has been difficult for us farmers firstly we used to people having to buy cows because of funerals and and what and so forth so with people now being subjected to 50 people to attend funerals people cannot buy from us and earlier on we did not have to go for auctions and so forth. But now that auctions are um, opened, we are now able to buy and sell from the auctions. But it was difficult at the beginning, right now, but we're surviving. And peace bye, bye, ladies.
1: Hi, thank you so much for joining Hi. us. Wish you a great day. Enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you so much for coming through. So for the ladies who are left here, we're still going to continue with COVID. So um, I did mention that um, when Zozabini won, she said that um, South African women have nothing to smile about today. So um, beginning of this COVID period, I don't know how many of you um, realize this, but the moment the pandemic started, there was already a hotline for gender-based violence created for women across South Africa, which literally gives me... (sighs) stress from a personal point of view that this means that um authorities are aware of or have been aware of this whole issue of gender-based violence happening across the country they're very aware of the rates um they're very aware of literally every single death that happens in the country so i just wanted to understand um from a couple of women how does this make you feel that um, when immediately this a COVID period started immediately there was a hotline for firstly gender-based violence before anything else anyone is open to answering that I have four hands and I'm going to take Nobile first and then after that can we get Lerado?
4: Um, Hey guys, for those that joined late, I did mention that I'm a clinical psychologist by profession. So I really just want to confirm what Umbani just said. The reality of it is so sad. Um, I, 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 I can't even express... What I feel, what I've, what I've been feeling in my heart and my profession for the past three months, for the past four months, the the number of women that are coming in for consultations. I work at a private, at, at a public hospital, so the number of people that are coming in for consultations, reporting violence, reporting rape, we having young girls. go, that number has increased drastically. It is actually scary. Um, I remember not so long ago, there was a time where I actually came back from work. Weeping because I think I'd had about four back to back patients all expressing how hard this pandemic has been for them. People are being raped at their homes. People are being um, beaten to a pulp. The men are angry. The men are hungry. And the women are the ones that are expected to bear that. Um, the men are demanding food. Where is my plate? The children are hungry. The women are the ones that are expected to bear that. It is so sad. The reality of being a woman during this pandemic is scary. I, I, I can't even find the right words to to express it, how I'm feeling it in my heart, and to have to see that every single day. Um, I had to take emergency leave one of the days because I was just not coping. It is just so sad. Violence has increased drastically. Rape has increased drastically. Poverty has increased. There's a lot more. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm from Durban, so I'm not sure about you guys, but there's, there's been such a, a greater increase of I can't find a respectable way of saying this, but, you know, the people that stand on the sides of the road, there's been such a great increase of those number of people during this pandemic as well. And it it really, really hurts me when you see a mother and a child and and they're begging on the side of the road and you're thinking to yourself, even if I offer this person, like, a job or something, then what are they going to do to the child? Because they can't leave the child at home with the dad so that they can try and come hassle a few cents on the road because you don't even trust the dads anymore. So it is so, 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 so scary. I mean, oh my gosh, like my heart cries out so much because I see this on the daily and it's not a nice reality to to have to confront and it's not a nice thing to have to actually come to peace with and come to terms terms with. Um, And our government is failing us. Our government has been failing us. Um, I always say that I wish I could stretch my arms or stretch my heart even more. But the reality of it is that you end up you end up even looking at yourself like differently, even as a professional, because you're like, "Oh my gosh, I wish I could help. I wish I could do this, and I wish I could that. I, I could do that." And the reality of that is even scary enough. Like knowing that the only thing I can give this person is an hour of my is an hour of my time. I'm um, knowing that the only thing that I can give this person, the only hope that I can give this person, the only break that this person can ever get in their reality, is just the 45 minutes to an hour that they have with me. Um, so it's scary and it's real.
1: It is so real. Thank you. I am so out of words right now. So I'm just going to let uh, Lerato continue with this because I personally cannot even say anything at this point. Lerato, please say something. <laughs> I see your hand is up. Oh, okay. I, I, all right. I, I, I didn't see that. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. Um Guys, when you when you speak uh, gender based violence, um, you know it's 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 so heartbreaking. And you know, I won't lie to you. Sometimes when you're living in your own uh, comfortable space in the northern suburbs, you think you're safe, you think you're okay. But you know, I worry that one day my car will break down, coming back from whatever any given o'clock what's going to happen to me you know i don't care about the car they can take it um yes i stay in a complex um with security but i always think you know what when criminals come in here they're they're not going to care for the tv they're just going to care for me you know so you know you 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 live in fear guys like it is so scary but you actually live in fear you when I go to a public toilet, guys, I am terrified if I am by myself in this public toilet, I start worrying that who is also in there with me, who will want to harm me, you know? So it has it has brought a lot of fear uh, uh, unto a lot of us as females, uh, even when we do what we are passionate about, but the fear is always lingering, you know? Um, and I think it should stop. I think it's it's very unfair that, again, you find that we are the ones that are also having these conversations, but where are our men? You know, what our men have, what sort of conversations are men actually having? You know, because... It doesn't start with me, it starts gamaji, da What are they talking about in in the corners when they're having drinks and so forth, you know? Are they actually saying to themselves, no guys, we need to protect our sisters, we need to protect our mothers, you know? And every day there's a story, guys, every day. And I think the one story, the many, many stories is that when you're watching, um, I remember I was, I was watching um, can't remember the name of the show, and, and I think there were and some settlement, and you know, this young girl talking about how this man just pulled her and you know, she just grabbed her. And guys, Long primary school. Guys, I was the most happiest child in primary school, you know, going up and down my um my schooling times, and I didn't have to worry. And here is a child who is going to be 18 one day, who's going to be 35 one day, and will carry that scar. And, and I feel that, you know what, men or perpetrators of this sort don't understand the actual damage that they do to these young kids. And it is so bad that it's both male and female, you know. So the only thing that I always say to my friends is, that, you know guys, just be careful, you know, um, just be careful. And, you know, when it gets to a point where one even thinks of, like, I think I should even get it done for myself, to protect myself you know and you know very well that it's all about now you have to as a woman it's this jungle that you have to just maneuver around you know so i think let's let's look after ourselves uh, let's protect ourselves let's protect each other um and again i feel you know someone said the government is not doing enough mobile no, really. you're very right the government doesn't care actually because they have bodyguards they have drivers that are taking them around their kids are going to nice schools they have drivers they I think they they there's no touch to what is happening in the communities you know um, and that's very frustrating because our future leaders need to be coming from those communities you know after myself after the, the zozia the Zizipos, you know there should be other young women who are having this platform but imagine the next platform all of these women are women who have been raped or who have experienced just gender-based experience what conversations are they going to have because it's, it's only going to be painful conversations i am sorry conversations you know I, i'm sorry it happened to you so many times you know it's it's really sad guys sorry it's 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 just too much but yeah i'll leave it at that uh, um, Thank you so much, um, Leonardo. And I saw that uh, finally Zizi for raised her hand. I was actually going to pick on you. I saw <laughs> that you have quite some thoughts um, in your head because I saw your eyes, and you put some thought into that. Please also tell us about this whole scourge of gender-based violence. How are you feeling about this?
3: Oh, yes. Oh, guys, I, I know. I've also, oh, it worries me so much. I, I even remember saying it to my boss that being a woman in South Africa has become an extreme sport like this at high, like lift. just walking down the road. It's so scary. And my biggest fear in Nami is just becoming another hashtag, another hashtag justice for Zizi Pominwabi. And it's going to be a hype for just like two weeks and then it's going to die down. And it's just, yeah, it's going to die down. I think even with the, like, justice for Pule, so, so, I think it was also so sad because apparently she worked at like a mall close to here in the West Rand and they were like if you went to that uh, Edgar's that day, it was just like a mood of melancholy. You should have not gone there. Like someone told me it, would, it was just so bad. People were just so sad and stuff like that. But how long are we going to have those things, you know? And we're just living in, even as a parent, like, you know, I even see people who are parents because I know my colleague was once saying that she won't even trust, like, you know, if her you know, back in the day, you'd sit on your uncle's lap. She's like, she would never allow her daughter now her daughter, eight year old now to sit on an uncle's lap. Like the way society the moral decay, you you don't trust your own uncle to just carry your daughter like you used to sit on your uncle's lap. It's no more. And it's very, very frustrating. And another thing is also with um um the, the 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 system like uh, when you go to the police stations to to report this you hear about how they're gonna ask you how you dressed and stuff like that just last my my sister and I went uh, to the police station and so we to to go um it was just opening a case like a theft case and they just we waited forever and in the end when you just see different people coming through to report they do, and Nothing was resolved with our thing. They just told me, like, no, guys, just go. Let this person go. She stole your stuff, your money, but just, like, let her go. And I kept thinking to myself, imagine if I came there beaten up and I want to open a case now with gender-based violence. Would they make me wait this long? Would they ask me all these questions? They're asking, I'd just give up at some point, you know? And the thing about like uh, gender-based violence, so I think of femicide, I think of the book, Angie McWetley Femicide Family Relives Its Pain. When it, as much as if I were to get into a abusive relationship, I'm a, I'm a sister to someone and I'm a friend to someone and should I die it's gonna affect all those people I'm leaving behind um I've seen that and it's just it's it's it's, it's yeah it's really sad of listen to logo to isn't Jalo? like no other things you cannot you could just you should just walk away and we we're still we're not in that space where we we, we want to walk away why, why are you staying and oh, one more thing. I remember, yeah, when I saw U Angie McCorta at the Ubuntu Book Festival, she was like, She's one old lady that always says Uti. She never tells young girls in her family, like she never asks them, why when are you getting married and stuff? Because she believes that you are chasing these women into the hands of these abusive men at the end of the day. So I was like, Oh my gosh, can I can we be those grandmothers now once we are that age? Which we stop even asking these little questions, which is, there's one, one person that could just be like, no, you know, pressurize herself and end up in an abusive relationship. And it's because now of my expectations, you need to be married at this age and stuff like that. You don't want to come out of it because your biological clock and things like that. So it's those little things too, that I also think about. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs)
1: You left no stone unturned, girl. Like, you literally said, said, said it all. You said it all. Because also, I think the main problem with how, uh, I think it was, you said that the government is literally not doing enough. And I think the main reason behind this is, at the end of the day, there is, it's, it's male domination there. Same thing with police stations as well. When you get into those spaces, we can tell that um, in government, obviously, if um, these places are run by so many men as opposed to women, they are obviously going to be taking decisions that are more beneficial for their kind, you know, so you get, sometimes we are trying to get the government to make a change, whereas it's the same government or the same um, political candidates that go back into their homes and beat their wives and actually do rape their wives as well. So that is also very problematic. And so many of us as women, we are fighting so much for representation in the political space because it's such a, a very important An important decision-making tool. Also, same thing with um, police stations. I know a lot, a lot of police officers personally from our township as well who have very bad stories of abuse and you're like, okay, but if this person has such an abusive background and is running such an abusive home, why isn't he stripped off of his title in any case but he's running the police station like that you know so it really is very problematic that's why these um, aspects of influence in in society are the ones that we are fighting so much for I saw that Naledi and Mbali also raised their hands Um, I'm going to take Naledi first please Naledi
0: okay um I was I may have lost my train of thought but um I was going to refer to the um, to the question, the, the earlier question you posed about um, the, the the gender-based violence regarding this 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 pandemic. Um, you know, when when that was was announced initially, I heard someone asking, "But I mean, wh- what's the difference? Everyone will be sitting at home. What's the difference? Why must there be now a hotline set up?" Um, and it pained me to have to explain to someone that you understand that some women are essentially being locked up with their abusers. You are told you cannot go visit your family. Um, the sad part is you, I, you walk into court and um, the clerks, the people who are supposed to help you fill it out are not helping you. They're telling you to go away. Um, you know, I heard someone saying they tried to call the helpline and they didn't get through. So the issue of gender-based violence Being on the rise during um, the lockdown was not downplayed in the slightest. Um, Following gender-based violence, for those who were brave enough to, was the rapid rise in divorces. Um, So so many women finally deciding, I am done, and are trying to leave. Sadly enough, you then find out closer towards the, the, the easing of the restrictions, people say, oh, no, 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 we've worked it out. And, you know, you stop and think, is it because now more people are allowed to leave? You're not being stuck in that house with a person. Um, you're going back to work. You can work things out more. Or is it really that you have worked it out? So I, I do definitely agree that it was on the rise. It still is on the rise. I mean, the, the, the Minister of Police recently released a stat saying the crime rate has decreased. Serious crimes have decreased. And I thought to myself, unless you mean rape is not a serious crime, then I don't know which that's a decrease because the number of rape cases, and I mean, as myself, as a criminal defense attorney as well, and I'll have people asking me, how are you a woman defending men accused of rape? Um, And I mean, I will do it because it depends on the story. I won't just walk in and any man who's accused of rape definitely did or committed the rape. But the amount of cases that the regional courts are filling up with rape cases. Um, And that's because, again, the perpetrators are, or were locked in the houses with their victims. And maybe people were lucky enough, um, or it, t- people became so brazen with their actions because they thought no one is going to see this person, not going to get caught. But um, honestly, being a woman in South Africa during this lockdown, was there someone saying an extreme sport. It continues to be an extreme sport. And if we are not careful, or if we... If we don't do, if, if, if we don't take care of ourselves soon, it will stop being an extreme sport and we'll be an endangered species.
1: Well, thank you, ladies. Wow, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You. Bali. Wow, Yo, my goodness. I'm even, wow, I'm in my feels. But thank you. Thank you so much. I am so in my feels right now because uh, women really, really, in South Africa, we deserve so much better. Way better, and um, so I'm always against how we are told to protect ourselves. We are told to wear this. We are told to, but the initial problem is: why are you even going my direction? Take yourself, go your direction. Just leave me. Let me go my direction. Why are you? Why are you even coming my way? So I am so over this whole victim blaming. And in any case, with all that I do, the woman always is right until you bring your proof because in this kind of country that is a rape capital i am supposed to stand with women because i mean how else it wouldn't make sense to literally just anyway this is
6: such a touching topic i really i saw Mm, badly yes <clears throat> yeah I actually um for me this question that you just asked it also goes back to what falls into being a woman in South Africa in 2020 it's just it, it's it's a, it's one of our, the biggest challenges that we face which is femicide and gender based violence because i mean w- when women were in lockdown with their partners it was their partners but literally every single day you could be out on the streets and it's a complete stranger you could be at the post office and something could happen to you and you could land up dead so we're basically like as Naledi said soon we might become an endangered species because we're not safe wherever we are out there on the streets and inside our very own homes. And I also don't like the whole thing of it being the responsibility of the woman to dress accordingly or to act in a certain way or to not provoke the perpetrator and so forth. But I do feel like that's just another thing that's been added onto the back of Black women in general, is to now have to actively be trying to educate our male friends, our partners, our associates, guys that we find ourselves in spaces with on things like consent, something that you think is clear as day, something that you think everyone should know. You actually have conversations with guys that you you spend a lot of time with and you realize that they don't know simple things like that. So it's just something that's been added on to what women now have to do is to, Speak to these men. Try and educate these men. Speak to them. Try and make sure that we ride the point home, and they do understand the implications of what they do. They do understand that your partner, you can rape your partner, you can rape your wife, and and also the responsibility of raising boys as well. It it it, it has everything that's happening in the country and gender-based violence and femicide has put a more responsibility on mothers and fathers raising boys to to try and do better and to try and change whatever it is that might have gone wrong with the current men who are doing what they are doing in our country. So that's just my two cents on what being a woman in South Africa in 2020 now involves and will probably involve until this femicide issue is is resolved or stops. And gender-based violence is not part of our daily bread and there's not a new hashtag that is being started every single day. It's just, we need to do more, we need to say more, we need to be more aggressive in our approach until something happens. Because as we've seen, we're literally on our own. Like the action that is being taken by the powers that be is just not enough. So we also have to try and make the change that we wanna see in our communities, in our societies, in our circles, even if it is one man at a time.
1: Wow, thank you so much, Mbali. Um, I've just been informed that uh, we are down to 10 minutes, which you can actually believe that we've been speaking for that long. So I just really want us to tap into those ones who haven't been speaking, and I would love to ask them a question. Is Nobukle still here? She's still here. Yeah, She's still here. So I want um, Nobukle to tap into the kind of uh, social norms and the cultural norms that we find ourselves in in the society and whether or not she agrees with them and those that she does not agree with, how is she going to rectify them? And then can Zizi Paul come in on... I would like you to... Oh, where's that? I had a question for you. I did... Um, yes, I wanted you to tell me about the future of Black women and the notes that you would like to give to men. So I would like for Uzizipo to, when you do this, uh, I don't want you to put yourself in it because I know as women, we always like, we need to do better. Everything we tend to blame ourselves for. But I think because this has been going on for so long, I think it's, it's about time that we tell perpetrators to do right. So I would like for you to do that for us. Um, Let us know that what, what you would want men to do better what you would like men to do not us as women because we have done a lot we have played our part and then I said um should come in as well. I asked her a question. Is noble still here? Yeah I'm here all
4: right
5: oh my goodness your question is yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so society um like I, okay, like I said when I spoke in the beginning, that um, our generation is, is definitely dealing with, with, society, uh, with societal norms, right? Um, and we, we are breaking so many barriers, but also um, we are not careful to, to not break um, heritage that actually builds, right? Um, as much as you can see, I love what I'm seeing in this in this specific discussion and room. You're seeing so many progressive women. You're seeing women that are finding themselves or on journeys where um, they're establishing something for themselves. But also in society, we see that there's only. Even though I, <laughs> I said this, um, I think a few days a few days ago that um, we we sort of have the illusion that um, many of us are doing great things. And there are many of us, quite a lot of us, that are doing great things. But because we are in circles where we only see um, women that are doing amazing things, we sort of blind to the entire other side of women who who are really spiraling down on the downfall. And, I mean... <laughs> You've got, you've got only just the little um, amount of us who are working um, for what we have, who are putting in the work for what we have. But you also have so many of women who still go to school and then they come back and they want a rich guy um, and they still want to sleep around for money and all of those things. So there's still so much of a battle in society. Mm-hmm. Um, but... So with norms, I think we're doing a really good job in terms of moving away from things that break us. Um, I made a note a while ago that we've started as black women, especially we've started to establish what we deserve. Um, and we're changing the status quo in terms of what we deserve, whether it's in corporate, whether it's in love. Um, we are no longer working in in that line of saying, well, so you take whatever that comes your way. Um, so we are now starting to demand um, to be recognized. We're starting by by our actions, by how hard we work, by how much we invest of ourselves, by our strength. Um, we are starting to demand wherever we go the worth that we deserve. Um, and we want to be seen, want to be given the best of the best. And I love that about us so much. Um, on Women's Day, I was saying that um Black women, we're so strong, we're so powerful. There's so, many, there's so much resilience within us. But however, um, we've come to a place where our strength is being unnecessarily tested you know there are there are situations where we can show our strength as black women and we can try it but also it shouldn't be unnecessary strengthened um tested by that i mean would see you should not stay in in an abusive relationship because you're strong as a black woman you should not accept subpar kind of love because as a black woman you're strong you know i'm um, Yes, we are strong. Yes, we are able to conquer everything. Like black itself is strong. I was just remind reminded now of um, from the world and how it is. Even the constructions that you see, um, it is always the black person who puts in the labor. You know, um, we're known for brilliance. We're known for hard work. We're known for that for that strength within ourselves. But as as black women. In society, the first thing I would say that needs to stop is that we need to stop allowing people, especially our men, um, from testing our resilience and our strength without reason. You know, um, the strength of a black woman is so precious that it should only come out when it's needed, you know? Um, it shouldn't be something where you have to be strong every single day of your life. That's not the destiny of a black woman. Um, it's not who we are. We are brilliant. We we are we we embody so much potential because when a woman does something, she doesn't do it only with logic, but she does it with heart, with heart. And and the the legacy of black women or the legacy of black is always ubuntu. You know, um, that's the strength of who we are. And the last thing I'd say is that what society has taught us, because we're always fighting off um this negativity, we're always fighting off these things that put us in the back that we are starting to lose what makes us black, what makes us woman. And what makes us black is that we're always fighting for each other. What makes us black is that even when, when I'm priding myself as a woman, I'm, I'm standing on, on the highest pedal and I'm, and I'm clapping for Umbali, I'm, I'm I'm clapping for Zizi, but that's who we are. We are a group that rallies around each other. And because there's so much negativity that happens around us we are losing that yes there are women that are trying to keep it together but society from how it treats us we've become so defensive that we would rather be in our own corners and do our own things because that's the only way we can you know fend off the hurt that's the only way we can protect ourselves Um, but if we take anything from today I think for me it has to be that for as small as we are, we always need to work towards embracing the blackness. That black is about who we are. It's about bringing each other together. I mean, um, I'm just going to throw this in. So our company has has um, <laughs> so we, we basically build a company that is pro-black. You know, um, we deal with 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 creating sustainability in black businesses and creating wealth in black businesses. And it's a conversation that we've been having throughout the whole pandemic, trying to understand the mindsets of black women and what we believe that what sustainability is and how we can work together to make sure um, that black black people and black women are creating sustainability, are creating wealth that can go from generation to generation. And one of the things, People kept on saying was that um, you know we don't have resources, we don't have this and this and this. And for me, it's always been that the moment we start working together and not against each other, um, that's the moment we're going to change the status quo for black people. And yeah, that's our society. I think the, the 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 nature of our society or the shape of our society should not be that a black woman must get married. Should not be that she must have a million children. Should not be that we must bow before men. But it must be that um, Black women come together, Black people, and, and I'm, I'm going to extend it, I'm going to say that the Black race needs to somehow stop fighting against each other and work together so that we can reclaim what belongs to us, because we're so powerful. There's nothing we cannot do if we don't work together.
0: Whoa.
1: <laughs> I'm so mind-blown. Thank you so much, Nobute. You've been quiet for quite some time, but now I understand because, wow, you've been building. It's been like a a really crazy build-up. Right now we're going to have Zizipo, and then um, ladies, we are going to have two close off. So I would like, after Zizipo does her notes to men and how they can do better, um, apart from us as women, I would like for you guys to think of your closing words and... Whatever it is that comes to mind from you as an individual, you as a Black woman, and then we can all go out and continue being resilient as Black women out there. So Zizipo,
3: please. Yo, like, yo, Nobusha has said a mouthful, eh? <laughs> yes, uh, Like she said, Ugootsi coming together. I was about to say that also as the black race coming together. And one thing I've learned from Dr. Judy Lamini is that um, whilst when she was growing up, her dad, she says her dad just or- already taught her that Yes, you're different, but you're equal. You're equal, but you are different. And those are the words she heard growing up. And where is she now when I look at Dr. Judy? And it's words she heard from her father. So I also want to hear that from men now uh, and from fathers saying that to their daughters. No, yes, you're different, but you are equal. I want us now to, you know, the future to be uh, socialized in different ways. And what what can guys do better? I want men to... um, to be taught just the concept of consent. Let's just start there. When Doctor T speaks about the concept of consent, and to call each other out because sometimes even when we, we, we neglect these things, even when in an, when we're in high school, for example, there's a maybe there's that one boy that likes hitting girls' bums, and he like, said, "Oh, unjalo ya but no, there's someone that needs to call him out. Say, no, don't do that. No, 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 don't do that. That's wrong. So those things, those little things of calling each other out telling um, um and also living uh, staying in race being in varsity also told me. Things like just because she's drunk, you you have no right to take advantage of that. Those little things which we need to call each other, because she's drunk, don't don't take advantage of the fact that she is drunk. No matter how much she tells you she loves you or, you know, she has a crush on you, it's still no right. You still have no right to do that. But yeah, most of, yeah, like I think, yeah, and Nobusha said it too. Nobusha said it, coming together. But, yeah, being socialized in a different way, like you are equal. but Yeah, you're different, but you're equal. And can we really now uh, start learning about consent from at a young age and be socialized to thinking, knowing what's right and what's wrong and all calling each other out? Thank you so much, Zizipo. Thank you so much. All
1: of you guys are so profound, man. Every single time I'm like, oh, oh when I hear somebody saying something great, I write that up, like. Oh my God! <laughs> but anyway,s thank you so much, Zippo. So um, now we're gonna round off with uh, various women. I would like them to chip in, like I said initially. But I just want to give you guys the order, and I would like those ones who haven't been speaking because I think they they are a bit shy. I guess I don't know. But I first want to have Shireen, and then Lebohang, then Diekezing so that they can have their final says first. So Diego, you can go first. Okay.
9: Um, So my final word is, I'm very appreciative of such platforms um, where we get to hear such profound and amazing ideas that come from women. Um, And yes, I'm glad that other, other platforms where men are actually just talking and sitting by themselves and trying to find solutions. And that's always welcome. Um, there's a long way to go, um, especially in this country, for us women to feel free again and to feel protected and to just be you know um, it's said that we can't be who we are because of what society has in its head and I, by society, I mean men in his head have um, decided that they would want to have power and over us, regardless of what we do, regardless of what we wear. They have um, said that in their heads and before that changes, we still have a long way to go and it's really sad and scary that each time you walk out of your house, and it's even scary that sometimes within your house, um, you are a second away from abuse. Um, So it's really sad, but I'm glad that we're having such conversations because if I'm learning and the next person is learning, then we can do better and we can act better. So that's always a um, better place to be in. A learning place is always a better place to be in than dwell in idleness and and dwell in, in not knowing. So I'm really glad for this platform and platforms that are to follow um, regarding GBV and any other social ills that are happening out there.
1: Thank you, thank you so much, Jegazing, and again, happy Women's Month. I don't know if it's a happy one for you, but I'm just gonna like just say just in case it is a happy one. Um, thank Shireen, you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, the next one is Shireen. May we have your quick final words, please? Since you've been quiet, I'm gonna pick on you. Come through,
7: Queen. <laughs> um, no, I've been listening. Sometimes you just need to take it all in. <laughs> Okay. Um, Thank you, Peter, for inviting me. Um, We need more of such platforms. We need more of such conversations. Um, My last words is just a reminder to all of us women. Let's continue being firm in what we believe in. Let's continue um, knowing our worth, you know, and we should... If, if we should continue unlearning things that don't align with our own personal brands and purposes and destinies, we should continue changing our minds. We are women. We are evolving. We change. It's part of life. Let's continue changing our minds. Let's continue feeding our minds. And that's all. Thank you
1: thank you so much and now we are going to have a Lebo hang she's also been quiet so level hang can we have your final words as a black woman what do you have to say
2: alright thank you Um, a quote has been sitting in my mind basically from Maya Angelou saying if you're always trying to be normal you will never know how amazing you can be and it's Like hearing from everyone how unique they are, how they want to centralize and empower others. And I've been listening to that. I'm mostly a listener. Um, And it kind of empowers me to think more out of the box. I don't need to be a man to do things. I don't need to wish to be a man to be able to walk and do something. I know I hold the power in me to, to be able to accomplish something. And... Yeah, gender-based violence is, is, is so cruel that you're always scared and asking for, for, for someone to always be with you or something to always happen. And we need to start the change, even though men need to instill it in themselves too. We are all equal, and we don't want to live in the normal. We want to live in an era that makes everyone equal and happy, just the way they are. We need to be appreciated and appreciate ourselves first. That's the best way to to to, to close it off here. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. And I also realized there is one lady who has also been quiet, and that is Naledi. Naledi?
10: Uh Naledi just had to leave early, so
1: Oh, okay, no problem. And then we will have Lerato then. Where is Lerato? I I did not know I was quiet. I I didn't know I was quiet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's okay. You haven't been quiet for yeah, for a while you have, for a while. Sure. A while. <laughs> no, I, I I I think you know i um As important that you know we appreciate such spaces, Um, and it's important that as women we continue supporting each other, and hence that's why for me it is important that you know what uh, wherever we are let's follow each other, let's support each other. Yes, we don't see each other every day, but you know what, a little yo, you're doing great online. You know, Um, it's enough to say that you know what um, I am. i am onto something you know and and also i've i've seen that a lot of times as as females we are so terrified to reach out uh to each other you know and trust me uh ladies you are not my competition actually um instead you know i'd, I'd rather be working with you i'd rather be supporting you i'd rather you know and as much as i'm in business think it's important for me to ensure that I have ladies who are in the law space so that if I have an issue with a client or if a client needs advice that's more legal and I cannot handle. I know very well that Mbali is around. I know very well that Zipo is around, you know, um, and then I know that Mobile is a clinical psychologist. Uh, I'm in a space where I'm in the HR and currently because of the pandemic, people are going through serious depression, you know, then I'm able to to holler at her and say, you know what, girl, here's the situation. How do I actually maneuver around it? You know, do you have clients who have gone through the same thing? So I always say that as females, we need to have our own community and the best people to build this community, it is us, you know. Yes, we might be all over uh, South Africa, but you know what, there's one place where we can meet and that's online. Thank you, Bali. Thank you. Thank you so much, Leonardo. And we have um, Mbali and Mobile left. But then with these two ladies, I would love for you to, to choose three words that would that you think will be best to describe what it means to be a woman in the 21st century. I will take which one first? Whoever volunteers, who wants to go first? <laughs> it's Mbali and Mobile. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, okay, okay will go first.
6: <laughs> okay. Um, I would say the first one is fortitude, and uh, I, I'll say this because, like I said, um, black women and women, we do have the courage and the strength to carry on, even in the harshest of adversity even in pain, even when the world is literally throwing everything at us. So I would think I would say that one of the words that I would say um, describes woman or what it means to be a woman is fortitude. And then the second one I would say is becoming, because of all the women who've spoken today and myself, I also do believe this, that you're never the same woman. Um, a lady even said I might not be the same woman tomorrow I might not be the same woman on Monday and it is said that every five years a woman drastically changes in her life. So it's that excitement of knowing that you're constantly becoming. And even Michelle Obama's book, she does say that, you know, you're never just, it's done. Like this is who you are, this is what you've chosen, this is the career you've chosen, so you're done. This is it, you're constantly becoming and evolving and it's exciting. And I think that that's something that we can say describe describes being a woman it's constantly evolving and becoming so fortitude becoming and then the last one is powerful yeah powerful, I don't even think I have to explain that as much but it's because we're a force and we're powerful and we're strong and we're stronger together more than anything I think that um, with all the hashtags that go around like right now, Fan Her Flame, there's all these things that exist I think that the sisterhood that women have is very very strong and it's very very motivating and encouraging and a lot of the time people say that women pull each other down and they don't support each other but I think that we are very powerful when we stand together and when we support one another and when we share that woman influencer that inspires you or we share that woman business or we support that woman with whatever it is her business her services that she offers whatever it is so I, I do think that women are powerful especially when they are united so those are my three words becoming fortitude and powerful
4: um, I think just on my side, what's been being, what's being on my mind is that um, black woman, you're enough. I mean, I think... I think, I think we're, we're, we're trying to strive in, in places and in spaces that cater to, to a man, that caters to a man who is anything other than black. Um, so we're constantly trying to prove ourselves. We're constantly trying to show up and to show people that we're also able and we're worthy and we're in it. Um, so, yeah, I think firstly is, is enough. We're enough. We're okay. We're doing it. We're showing up. Um, the second word is able. Um, like, it, like I said again, we, 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 we're dedicating so much of ourselves to strives and environments that are not catered for ourselves um, as well. The workspaces are, are catered to be more convenient for anything else other than a black woman. So so so, so you're able, you can do it. We are rising, we are, we, 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 we're making a difference. We might not have reached the final destination. We are on a journey of becoming, um, but we're able. And the last word for me, or words rather, is resource centre. Um, I think I, I, I'm speaking from a personal space and also from just what I've realised, that women are, women do so much for everyone else but themselves. Um, we're such big givers. Um, I don't think anybody can give more than their own mother has to them. So there's just this thing and and a woman that just enables you to just make this massive resource center for everyone else but yourself. So I think let's start doing it. Start start with the self. Um start with umbali. Start with somebody else that you know are doing is doing something radical out. So, so let this this change the playing field, let's level the playing field, let's be resource centers for ourselves and for each other, um, for everyone else out there. So yeah, stay blessed. Yeah. Thank you so much,
1: thank you, thank you so much ladies, Um, Tumbali and Nobile, thank you so much. Um, Before I see Nobukla raised her hand, Um, I think before... She gets um, a final say. I think also Peter should come back. Shane, man, he's been quiet the entire time. And at the end of the day, <laughs> um, he is actually the one who invited us. I think, is he even still alive? I hope he's still alive. So, um, Nobusle can come through <laughs> while Peter also comes through. And then I will say my thank yous after both of these parties to say their thank yous. So, Nobusle, you can come through, honey. And Peter, please come back
5: um so yeah um yeah this has been so beautiful but i think there's this if there's anything if there's one word um that 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 um sums up black women for me is is the word everything um we are everything you know nothing lacking nothing missing we are everything and i think the moment we realize that we are everything is the moment we're going to push even harder um, I think the excellence that we're seeing now is not even the tip of the iceberger, but we can do. Um, and we need we are coming to the realization that um look, we've we've put men um in power. I mean, I was I was think you know, we've been having so much um backlash on on the NC and and all of those things and and the other day, I was just thinking, somebody was asking me if we put them out of power, but then who do we put in? And I was saying, they are some black powerful woman that needs to, that needs to stand up. Um, Because um I feel like the, there's just so much we can do, so much change we can make, that the moment we realize that there's nothing lacking from us, that there's nothing that we are missing, um, and that maybe probably the liberation of Africa and, and the, the growth of Africa lies in the hands of women, black women, that is. So, yeah, going forward into the week, remember you are everything. There's nothing lacking of you. There's nothing missing from
1: you. You are absolutely everything and everything's lost with you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nuhutle. I feel like everyone just feels so fulfilled by that. Where is Manja? Where is, where are you?
10: I'm here, I'm here, sorry.
7: Uh, Is he even alive?
10: <laughs> I don't know if you can. Uh, but first of all, thank you again. Thank you again, guys. Um, it's been a, an actual, and I don't even know how to describe this, but it's been an absolute pre- pleasure to have you guys. Um, I think when I speak about the idea of having an episode where it's just women and speaking about whatever you guys want to speak about, Um, The whole idea was initiated by, you know, when you watch some of these TV shows, interviews, and discussions on TV and online, it's usually when women speak about their issues, it's always limited to the struggles that women go through. And, you know, it's always the most severe case where a woman has been molested or raped, and then worst case is that they get killed. And then that's only when you speak about them. And we don't actually get to celebrate them whilst they're still alive or, you know, whilst they're still young. And I think that's part of the idea that, you know, why don't we give women and celebrate women before, you know, why do we have to wait for the worst thing to happen to them before there's a story to tell? I think each of you have a beautiful story, each of you have businesses, you have careers that you're managing, your family, and so forth. And I think it's important to celebrate that and not wait for something severe, bad to happen, for, you, for your name to be remembered. You know, as, as Post spoke about earlier, you know, she doesn't want to be remembered you know, as a hashtag, and then two weeks later, she... People forget about it, and I don't want that to be the case for anyone so I think such platforms and celebrating each of you in individual capacities is always a beautiful thing to do so thank you again guys for you know taking part in this discussion um I hope that you know as we also have our own discussions as well right. in some of the previous episodes we have had only guys speaking about these issues, so I hope you can continue doing such but I think as lerato also spoke about, I hope you guys can also support each other and you know Hopefully, you guys can also share. um I will send all you guys emails with everyone's handles and so forth so you guys can follow each other. Uh, but, yeah, I want to say thank you again. Um, hopefully, you guys do prosper and you know, wish you all the guys the best. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I will send you guys more about the episode. Once I've uploaded everything, I will do some editing as well so. In case you guys have any questions, just feel free to ask. Uh, but, yeah, I think thank you again. I must just give a round of applause to Mali for hosting. <laughs> it's the first time hosting the discussion, so a round of applause for her. Uh, but, yeah, thank you guys again. Um, obviously, due to time, I was hoping we are going to wrap up much earlier, but thank you again for joining. Um, have a blessed weekend and look forward to hearing more from you guys. So, yeah, thank you, guys. I don't know if anyone, Limbali want to close it up or if anything's been said
1: and yeah. <laughs> no, I just literally wanted to just say thank you so much, ladies, and I am so glad that you are so progressive. I am so glad that you have your own thought process, especially in a society that tries to keep you in a box. It's so beautiful to watch, and I really can tell that future generations are in very, very great hands Continue to do great things and continue to being a, continue being a Black woman and continue being great. You're all beautiful, you're all lovely, and you all mad. I'm done, and thank you so much.
10: In that case, I will share everyone's handles and so forth um, via email. Uh, but yeah, thanks again um, with the rest of our meetings. And yeah, I will let you know, guys, everything's up. Cool. Thanks again, guys. <laughs>